J. Elliot here, taking time out from doing British things like correcting people's grammar and, well, that's it really, to congratulate you, the listener, for selecting the True Blue Riffcast. Yes, you could have picked any one of the thousands of Riff Tracks themed podcasts on the web, but your perspicacity led you to seek out the number one Riff Tracks podcast, and for that, you should be commended. Now I'm going to turn you over to your hosts, Dave and Jeremy, and I shall board a flight back to England without even so much as the boxed lunch I'd been promised. Thank you, Matthew J. Elliott. This is indeed the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... What's up, everyone? I'm Dave. Happy season premiere, or whatever. Happy season premiere, season four. Season four. Yeah, yeah season four of the True Blue Riffcast. That's uh, that's correct. That means we started 2022. this... Man, we've been doing this for quite a while. And, and we still have what three years? Uh, this well, this is our fourth season. We started the first season halfway through the year, so yeah, uh, about some yeah, somewhere we're, around there. Yeah, com- coming up on it because you know, like six months from now is like you know, at our age, six months from now is like you know, next that's week. No time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no time. Like you know, it's kind of like how the other day, yeah, could be last week or yeah, yeah. it could be eleven years ago. Right. You know, it's all it's all meaningless at this point. Yeah. 
specific time length is is all meaningless at this point. Uh, today we've got a couple uh, doozies to talk about. Oh uh, yeah, we've we got do. the newest release from Rift Tracks, the uh, uh, Fugitive Rage from Fred Olin Ray. Our good and... friend Fred Olin Ray. I don't know about our friend, but uh, we've we've got a number of films uh, on Rift Tracks from him uh, over the last year, at least. Um, and then we're also going to finally be talking about Jack the Giant Killer. Yes, uh, and <laughs> that we've is going got to some, happen. We've got some some interesting things to talk about with that one, and. Uh, that might be all we talk about today. We were originally going to talk about Josh. Josh says lies. He doesn't believe that we're going to talk about it. Yeah, well, uh, okay. Well, well, wait till we do. You'll have to. It'll be a believe it when you when you hear it type of thing. But yeah. we'll we will get there today. Uh, the thing we will probably not be talking about today. We might still, depending on time and uh, the fact that uh, the. Uh, animal shelter is actually closed today because it's Martin Luther King Day. Um, so I'm not going to be doing the other thing that I was going to be doing now. Uh, oh wait, did you, did you just barely find this out since we yes, talked about I it just, ten minutes I ago? Yes, I just got a text message from the the person from the rescue saying that the the place is actually closed today. So the well, I hope, and I can't I, hope I can't really say care of the dogs. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure they do, Dave. I just I can't say out know, loud man. what I'm doing because my places. my kids are home today. Should I say it? Okay, Jeremy's getting a dog for his kids, guys. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a new a new one, uh, another. And uh, I was originally going to go this afternoon, and then yeah, obviously we can't do that, so now we have to replan that. And my son keeps texting me because I was texting him and trying to call him before the show. So I could let him know he needed to come home from his friend's house uh, soon, but he doesn't have to now, and he's still trying to call me. Uh, <laughs> my phone keeps going crazy. Anybody who's watching can see me. I keep looking down and uh, trying not to be distracted and, and to talk about this. But we're also well, going to be talking about message real quick. I, I just did. we have I plenty of time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I uh, also plan on talking about the short that was before. The Jack the Giant Killer live show, What is Nothing. Um, and we'll do that probably just as part of our talk about Jack the Giant Killer. Um, simply because they just they go hand in hand. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Dave. Yeah. I heard you went and uh, saw an interesting tweet from uh, our buddy James Wen. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on my phone. Do you want to pull that up and, and, and read it? Yes, I uh, am working on it right now. But no, yeah, uh, we have one of our favorite uh, favorite air quotes. Sometimes <laughs> it's good, sometimes it's just enraging. Uh, our, from our friend uh, James Wen, a.k.a. Jimmy Noodles, a.k.a. my mortal enemy. Well, here's, um, here's the, the last tweet that we talked about. Hey, what's up, Atomic Hero Squad? Thanks for stopping in. Uh, what's up, of Atomic Hero Squad? The, the, uh, the painting of James Wen, <laughs> where he looks <laughs> like Bobby Hill. Uh, but then we got this lovely thing, Birdemic 3, trailer number one, coming soon. And, of course, his usual Birdemic 3 will be submitted to the 95th Academy Awards. 
I don't know why he why? bothers. Like, dude, that's got to cost a lot of money. Well, he obviously made a lot as a software salesman before he started uh, I, doing uh, movies, here's the thing. But... I don't think he did. <laughs> Maybe it's a Tommy Wiseau situation. He's got somebody backing him and just uh, just sending him a butt ton of money to do all this well, stuff. I mean... We've talked extensively about my experience with with James Wen and my and my experience <laughs> with people who know James Wen, and I gotta say, I don't find it likely. But whatever. I mean, like, I'm I'm I've gone back and forth with Birdemic Three, just like in the last couple hours. It's like, do I want to see it? Like, you know, why not? You know, but then part of me is like, no, screw that guy. <laughs> but it's but like I think I have to see it. Yeah, think, I'm. I'm excited to at least see the trailer because it looks like um, he has at least a slightly better quality camera this time around. But, uh, all right. I mean, like, I mean, uh, from from some of the stuff that that they've shot, if that's the equipment that they're using for the for the movie, it'll at least not look like he just used a digital video camcorder. You know, like what the old standard, like a flip. Though? Is that the standard we should really be judging this thing from? Yeah, I mean, like, when well, it comes it's for Demic Three, but it's got a really nice camera. Like, like... <laughs> when it comes to James Wen, I think that's the standard. One of the standards you have to try and use, like you know, just because of the fact that it's it's James Wen and he doesn't really. Do you think he gets it yet? Do you think I... he gets it? He's a joke. I don't because he's making Birdemic Three, Dave. And there's like, not like a sense of irony behind it. I don't understand. It. After everything that's happened, after everything that happened, how is this guy still living in a delusion? It's got to be I the people he it. surrounds himself with. I mean, because even like with with Tommy and yeah, uh, you know, the, at least the people around him were like, dude. <laughs> It's like, well, well, no, he's played he, into it. And he's yeah, made, he he rolled yeah. he rolled with the punches, at least um, a little bit. But um, the, the the thing is, like, well, maybe it is because Neil Breen appears to be oh, at, that, he, that that appears to not be a gimmick. No, he is very serious about it, which is part of the reason why we will never see a Neil Breen movie on Rift Tracks, never. Simply because he MP3s. he thinks his stuff is, you know, it's it's like Titanic and and that kind of level of he he thinks way too seriously of himself, <laughs> and it's just like it's just like our friend David Giancola told us. Yeah, there's there's some directors that just they think way too highly of their work, and. They they won't allow themselves to have any fun with it. I had an experience like that with an author over the weekend, but we won't we won't get into that. <laughs> I ran. No, we don't need okay, to. Got, guys in the guys in the chat, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But Jeremy, you remember uh, that crazy guy that? Um, oh yes, like, yes, about, that's about, all you about, needed about to say. I know what ago. you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I might have another one of those, oh, like a different a- dude. A different person? Yeah, a different person. Uh, I, might I thought have you were going to say like that, that guy was back again. No, well, no. That guy, uh, we won't talk about. 
but um yeah it's uh it's crazy long story short guys in the chat i had this Jer- jeremy can back it up i had this really aggressive stalker that online stalker that um blamed me for like a lot of really weird stuff yes and um he sent emails to a lot of really uh weird people this was back when i was doing like storybook and like other fandom related things now the only fandom related things i do is this uh and he would like try to embarrass me and get people to like not work with me and stuff yeah he was Um, sending emails out to people and like some of these people even reached out to me afterward and and was trying to figure out what was going on and i'm like i this guy's i don't know he's crazy yeah he's crazy so but um that's it, that's mainly one of the reasons i don't do a lot of stuff in fandom anymore one of the reasons but uh yeah. i might have another guy like that i don't know if it's oh going to be gosh. to this extreme but <laughs> i hope not <laughs> Yeah, I hope not either. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's let's stop talking about that craziness and we'll yeah, talk about yeah. the uh the weekend box office instead. Uh, oh good. Number <laughs> Josh said he hopes it turns out that it's James Wen. We already we already went there. And you, yeah, you no. would have heard it by now, but uh Yeah, yeah. I oh yeah, I if, it's oh, definitely if it was not. James Wen, I would not be afraid to uh to to say so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, our uh, our our number one place, uh, Spider Man No Way Home, is no longer the number one movie for the weekend box office. Oh, really? Uh, that what would is be uh, Scream, also known as Scream Five. Technically, Scream Five, but it's a what's what's that word that we both hate? A requel. Requel. Yeah. A requel. Okay. <sighs> I saw this movie yesterday. <laughs> Thumbs down. Thumbs down. It is so bad. I know the reviews are really good. I know that there are a lot of uh, uh, Zoomer millennial Kingdom Hearts types <laughs> that are saying that it's that it's so great. The acting is amazing. It's not. Don't believe it. It's bad. If you were born before the year 1999, don't see this movie. It will only piss you off. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna wait until uh, until after it came out on whatever streaming service it's gonna land on in like, don't four months. I might. We'll see. I if I don't really have time to sit and watch stuff that I, you know, that's not riff tracks or stuff that I don't yeah. think I'm going to get a kick out of anymore. Yeah. I just don't have that that free time anymore. So I'm I I probably won't. Uh, number two is Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, which is uh, it been making an incredible amount of money, especially during the pandemic. Uh, Sing Two is in third place. The three fifty five uh, in fourth, followed up by the King's Man in fifth. Uh, are, are, are the movies supposed to get better this year? <laughs> I hope so. I mean, like. <clears throat> Like, give yeah. me a reason to go to the. Give me a reason to. I mean, like, I've been going to the movie theater a lot more than I have in the last couple of years for obvious reasons. Yeah. But I think there's really only one movie that gave me a real reason to go see it. I saw Spider Man No Way Home twice, but the rest <laughs> of them I was like, mm, I could have waited for this. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it feels like they're just like, 
getting rid of like all all the trash. And I saw this. <laughs> I saw, dude, there there are some movies that I saw in the previews, and I'm just like, oh god, why is that a movie? There's this movie with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson called Marry Me. Yeah, I saw like a poster for that. Yeah, that looks it looks it looks really bad. Uh, and uh, then there's one with uh, I, I think Sandra Bullock, Harry <laughs> Potter, and um, oh, uh, the um, City of Gold or whatever. Yeah, 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 that one. And um, I watched the trailer for Big that. Big Up Muscle Man. What's his name? That's not John Cena. Uh, Channing uh, Tatum. <laughs> yeah, Channing Tatum. Yeah, <laughs> Magic Mike. Yeah. Yeah, that so, one but, looks. Uh, she's like a romance novelist, and it, yeah, and he's a cover artist. And Harry Potter is this eccentric billionaire man. Yeah, and yeah, it's it. It reminded me. It it made me think a lot of like uh, romancing the stone, uh, or Jewel of the Nile, because that's yeah. it was a romance novelist and went on an adventure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Josh in the chat says Doctor Strange will probably be fun. Yeah, that's uh, be I'm excited about that because it's supposed to be leaning more towards like horror side of stuff, and it's directed by Sam Raimi. And... I heard the X Men were supposed to be in it, but then we all know what happened with the X Men the last time. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of rumors now that we have like the multiverse and uh, variants yeah. of people are popping up, and the big rumor now is that John Krasinski is going to be playing a variant version of Reed Richards in the movie, um, which. Whatever, I mean, if it yeah. happens, I, that's one of those things. Like, that's not that's not going to happen. Like, these aren't. Well, even, you don't think they're going to? Yeah, they're not. You know kind of bugs me about yeah. You know kind of bugs me about, about Marvel recently is that none of these movies can be like self-contained anymore. They always have to like. I think since like this 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 new phase. They all can't have like their own casts and their own like contained stories. Like someone else from some other movie always has to like come into it and like explain what's going on and how it fits in <laughs> to like, well, wh- well, where were you when Thanos was attacking? Well, good question. Here, <laughs> let me explain it and it won't be satisfying at all. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely been some of that. Um I don't know. I think I think this one could be a lot of fun. That's all I'm expecting it to be. I'm not oh, expecting yeah, no, it to no, be. I'm, I'm totally looking forward to Doctor like Strange. Anywhere near good. as as good as uh, Spider Man, but I don't I think love Sam Raimi stuff. Really so yeah, I'm really excited. I and I'm I'm curious to see where the Bruce Campbell cameo is going to be in this one. Uh, <clears throat> I still hope that the uh, the script page that he posted for April Fool's Day ended up being a double fake out because it was a really well written script page. Uh what was it? Did did uh, did uh Evil Dead show up, whatever that guy's name is, Ash? Uh yes. Uh oh. it was uh Doctor Strange, one of the uh universes he ends up in, he's in the woods in front of the cabin and Ash is there. And he's looking for this book, and of course, you know, there's the Necronomicon in the Evil Dead movies, and even though he's looking for the Darkhold or whatever uh, in this one, I don't know, it's, uh, 
that that would be that would be a really great cameo. I I don't think that's going to happen, but it could be like a double fake out. That's my hope anyway. But it, yeah, I don't get my hopes up with anything anymore <laughs> when in regards to movies because that way I'm not disappointed when it doesn't happen. <clears throat> like I I learned my lesson with uh with uh, WandaVision. And yeah, I think we all did. <laughs> wild theorizing. I don't do that anymore, and if I do, it's just to be an idiot. No, but it wasn't um, a wild theory. It was... He Quicksilver showed up. Yeah? It was just a boner joke, though. Like... Yeah, it was It was really infuriating. It's like, <laughs> I'm not amused. Like, yeah, like, I mean, like, like, looking like, back on it now, I can be amused by it because... I can't. I'm still not. I'm still not over it because it's just like that was the only reason I watched WandaVision from that point on. I still would have kept watching it. If they'd left the X-Men out of it, it would have been fine. Yeah. But the reason I showed up after that was because I was so stoked that the X-Men were coming in somehow into like this weird Marvel TV show about sitcoms with 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 Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yeah. You know, but. Like I, th- I thought that was a weird way to introduce them, but like, hey, I was all for it, and then it's just like a <laughs> boner. <laughs> Which that actually, that just came out uh, a year ago this week. Yep. So t- topical, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but we've got a lot. Of memories. Jeez, oh, we've got a lot to say about uh, about these these movies. So let's. Move on to yes, our, let's do it. To our first look today, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about the newest release from Rift Tracks, Fugitive Rage, from the one and only Fred Olin Ray. Now, uh, I'm looking at his uh, filmography here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And of, of course, as like we've... need a shower. Yes. As we've talked about it, though, most of the uh, the recent movies from him... Uh, have been TV movies for, like, Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Sister of the Bride, One Fine Christmas, Baking Christmas, A Christmas Princess, A Royal Christmas Engagement, you know, stuff like that. Uh, He's got to take as work. I'm, as I'm looking through, there's a movie from 2016 that he did called Sniper Special Ops. <laughs> and the the cover art for the DVD, because I'm assuming this was straight to DVD, uh it says Seagal and Van Damme, Sniper, Special Ops. And you've got yeah, fat is- Steven Seagal on the cover. <laughs> and I'm like, Van Damme? Rob Van Damme didn't, or Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't do this movie. And I scrolled down, and it's Rob Van Damme, <laughs> RVD himself. Oh, the rat. okay. I was about to say, because when I hear Van Damme, <laughs> I, I think Rob, I was about to make that joke. Because when <laughs> I hear Van Damme, I think of Rob Van Damme. Yes. Rob Former, Van yeah. Well, Dan. no, I think he still is. A, I think he's still active. Cause, like, yeah. what the hell? What the hell else is that guy gonna do with his yeah. life? Yeah, I mean, get high, but yeah, yeah. He does. He exactly. does have like his own strain now, or What's something. That? I was looking. He has his own strain now. His own strain. Yeah, of weed. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not big into. <clears throat> The drugs. I don't. I don't know the terminology. No, I. I'm not really either. Uh, but I'm looking at the uh, the synopsis for this movie, and the trivia on IMDb, and it says, uh, "Though Steven Seagal is the only one on the poster and is top build, he's only in the movie for ten minutes." <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's called a fake out. Yeah, 
Uh, it's like we paid a lot for this guy's name. Like we, yeah. they, they paid for his name. And like really, oh, in the year 2016, why are you paying for Steven Seagal's name? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He's not a draw unless like, you know, like lots of dads from like the 80s and the 90s are still like, ooh, like, you know, you might as well, like <laughs> Steven Seagal might as well be doing like like commercials for, for gold, uh, like on, oh, on, in, in, on commercials for Tucker Carlson. You know, like that. Yeah. Uh, like, that does like, seem like, like something that he would be doing. Um, yeah. Because, you know, he can't really do much else right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm looking through his uh, his filmography here. And there's Fugitive Rage back from 1996. And I honestly, I we've talked about this man a lot. And I don't yeah. remember the other movies that he did that Rift Tracks did. I'm looking and I there's just too many. Sleaze Mania. Yeah, uh, he's, he's pretty yeah. bad. Uh, oh, The Alien Dead. He, he did that one. That was his second movie that he directed. Uh, that was the one with the uh, the uh, the hillbilly zombies, swamp zombies. Okay. Um, the actress that played Miss Prince has been in a lot of Rift movies. Yeah. Uh, I'll, we'll 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 get to that in a second. But there was a joke in this one toward the beginning, and. We're we're gonna touch on this first, so we can get it out of the way. This is another thing that we've talked about on here. Uh, it's a movie that that Fred Olin Ray did two years before Fugitive Rage, oh, and uh, they make the joke uh, something along the lines about him putting a dinosaur in a bikini. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah, no, no. yeah, the joke was the joke was it's like Fred Olin Ray, the guy who can make Land Before Time, a Land Before Time knockoff. And do it with bikinis, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the joke. This Dinosaurs is a clear reference to our favorite movie, Oh God. Dinosaur Planet, or Dinosaur, Dinosaur Island. Island. Yes. Yeah, I was for some reason I got that confused with Planet of the Dinosaurs, 2009 Rift release that we all love. But no, Dinosaur <laughs> Island is if you've been with us for I'd say the last year, you've probably heard us talk about Dinosaur Island. At least three or four times. Yeah. Um, because it's definitely it been of, brought up a few times. Um, especially like in, in connection with, uh, with, with Fred Olin Ray and the very famous between me and Jeremy mm-hmm. scene where they have a nerd in a hot tub and the dinosaur girl is uh, pleasuring him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he keeps moaning rule, not rule, not page 34. <laughs> page rule 34 <laughs> would be something <laughs> even weirder. Yeah. Um, but uh, but there's another instance in this. So, like, okay, you, you take this. So they clearly know what uh, Dinosaur Island is. Yeah. And there's uh, a scene later on where it all, like, like, it's it's something really weird that Rift Tracks does, and I'd like to think that most of it was edited out, but they left in like the beginning of a scene where it looks like it's gonna go full Skinamax. Yeah, like like there's a sex scene, and it's it's very, it's very nineties, you know. If it's mid nineties direct to video. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly uh, like what it is. Softcore, like, humping. Uh, but uh, sorry. <laughs> But, I mean, uh, there's really no other way to put it. Yeah. So they do that, 
And so it, it, it's a little bit worrisome because if Rift Tracks is going to show that, and if they know what Dinosaur Island is, how soon are they going to do Dinosaur Island? I hope not. I hope not. I really hope not either. Because, like, we've that, stated on this podcast that we, like, like, that is like on our list, like, number one, don't do this. This is, this is horrible. This is just, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, like, Rift Tracks, like, okay, look, it, if they did it, they probably wouldn't lose any business from me. Yeah. But I would be extremely disappointed. <laughs> It'd be like, well, I'm going to buy it, but I'm not going to like it. I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm no, a complete they can, do, they can do a different Fred Olin Ray movie, uh, a family film that he did in 1998 that was never actually released in the United States, even though it was made in the United States. And he did it under a pseudonym. He was Peter Stewart as the director, but it's Dear Santa, uh, which is uh, a movie that I really enjoy. It's horrible, and parts of it were shot on location at the closed-down Santa's Village uh, as yeah, we would know yeah, it better from, as Santa's, Village, Santa's of Village of Madness. Yes. Right. They're on in one of those closed-down parks filming scenes for Dear Santa. So that alone makes me really want to see it rift. But the rest of the movie is bad and, and deserves it also. <clears throat> but we're not here to talk about Dear Santa. We're not here to talk about Dinosaur Island anymore. Even That's, though we did. We did, but we're not going to talk about it anymore. Now we're going to talk about... Fugitive Rage, uh, and as uh, as Josh Flowers mentioned, one of the characters, one of the actresses, uh, Catherine Victor, uh, has been in a lot of movies that have been riffed. Uh, just which one? Just a few of these. She was the uh, the backup, the old lady with the shotgun. Oh <clears throat> God! But she. Okay, check this out. This is this is her acting credits. You tell me if any of these sound familiar to you. Okay. Uh, Mesa of Lost Women. Oh, that. Oh, yes. Wait, really? Invasion of the Animal People. Wait, she was in uh, Invasion of the Animal People. The Wild World of Batwoman. Frankenstein Island. Wait, who is she in Frankenstein Island? I wonder she who she is, was in all these things. She is Sheila Frankenstein von Helsing. What? <laughs> no, <clears throat> no, no. Yes, yes, she is, and she was Batwoman in the Wild World of Batwoman. Uh, in Invasion of the Animal People, she was Diane's mother, and in Mesa of Lost Women, she was Car Driver Spider Woman. Okay, I think the big headline here is that she was <laughs> Sheila Frankenstein. Yes. I did. <laughs> How did I not recognize her? Oh, right, because she. Uh, probably. She was, wow. Probably because it was uh, 15 years apart. Yeah. So, yeah, Dude, there's that's the. Insane. Uh... <laughs> that's. <laughs> so, so, so she's Sheila Frankenstein. Also known as Sexy Clown Grandma. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, but this movie is about uh, Tara McCormick, who 
at the beginning of the movie, oh, for uh, God's sake. there. Okay, the movie starts in a courtroom, and uh, this guy, uh, to- uh, Tommy uh, Stampanato, aka Gucci Goomba, <laughs> uh, is on trial, and uh, he they find him not guilty, of course, and Tara is. <clears throat> Is in the the courtroom audience and she's watching, and she pulls a gun out of her handbag, and that, then stands that. up and slowly walks toward uh, Tommy, and she just stands there. She pulls the Raises gun out, the gun, holds it there for like ten seconds, and then everyone's just like, "Oh well, I wonder where this is gonna go." And then, and then she's like, unlocked, "Hey, Tommy, like- you got lucky this time," and then empties all six bullets into At him. Point blank ring into his chest so clearly he's dead you would think but then, <laughs> but then yeah but okay it's to her sentencing but, or she's att- attempted attempted manslaughter or attempted I murder you know, i don't I remember said which that, one I, and I was it, like I, I was like attempted yeah like, <laughs> they're no, just like what he's still alive <laughs> no somehow he survived so it took okay, that is now, the plot armor of all plot armor right there yeah, no, th- this guy should not have survived. Okay, guys, uh, this this dovetails with another experience I had this weekend. We've talked about it already. This little movie called Scream 5. Spoiler alert, somebody, not going to say who, but it may be David Arquette, unloads six rounds into Ghostface. And the killer just like, and that, that that's halfway through the movie. <laughs> And the killer just walks it off. Like, you see the killer, when the killer's revealed, it's like, huh, that, like, this person doesn't look like this person was shot six times at point blank range by David Arquette. That's what this was like. Yeah, this was very dumb. (laughs) And then then that goes for the entire movie. It was very dumb. The fight choreography was horrible in this movie, it was hilariously bad. Uh, when she gets into prison into her cell, uh, her cellmate is like, "That's my bunk. That's my bunk too." And then they fight, and she like <laughs> throws a blanket partially over her face, and she and very like, slowly her... walks into the bed frame. Like, yeah, gong. It's just it's awful. It's very. Can like, we talk they... about this? Can we talk about this 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 prison for just a second? Yeah. Because this this prison is hilarious. Be, like it has the most incompetent lady war, warden out there ever, and like all like all all of the prisoners like they don't lock any of the prisoners in their cells. All their no. doors are like open, and so when they're uh, <laughs> like walking Tara down to like her cell, everyone's like you know cheering and, and like whooping for her. And they're it's like, how like come standing out of their cells. Yeah, how come these prisoners aren't in their cell? Yeah, are, are aren't in their cells. And also, all these women, like guys, I've never been to prison, but I kind of know <laughs> the kind of women that go to prison, and they're not women like that were in this movie. They're these are all I don't want to say hot, but they're all at least mildly attractive. They're all at least sevens. Yeah. Okay. And they're all just like, like, you know, we would like, just kind of like, you know, not quite moms, but like, you know, almost there. <laughs> yeah. Not and, quite, but uh, almost. 
Yeah, it's um, and they're just like whooping and and cheering and and stuff. And in prison, I'm I'm amazed that all these that all these women have they they all have full faces of makeup on. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's 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 not really believable. Like the kind of women you would see in prison. You know, not to be mean, but like I didn't see any fat, gross hookers there. You know, you know, I didn't see any. I didn't see any. I I, I didn't see any meth heads with a with a prison baby. You know, I. I Welcome back see, from the edit, folks. Yeah. Even though we can't, unfortunately, do that anymore. Yeah, but... I didn't see any of any of the people you generally see in prison. Sorry. Yes. Not not any realistic depictions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like Josh said, I've never seen a movie where an actress suffers so much brain damage. Uh, yeah. She gets hit in the head a lot uh, in this movie. There's there's a scene. Edit with your she mind. She gets in yes. a lot of fights. There's a scene in a bar uh, after she agrees to this mission to go kill the guy that she tried to kill before uh, with a government agent. Uh, they're they're out at a bar. And this big hillbilly comes up to her, and that's literally what he's credited at to as hillbilly thug. <laughs> uh, but he comes up and he puts one hand on her forehead, and then hits it with his other hand, and she goes flying back, and is un- presumably unconscious on this uh, this booth table, like she's like out. Like her eyes roll back. It's one of the few times that her eyes are rolled where she's not doing it out of disgust, uh, with probably just the fact that she was in this movie to begin with. Yeah. Um, it's this movie does have two of. Uh, I'm not sure if they're my least favorite or my complete favorite uh, goons for for this guy. The two oh. that are sitting in the car. <laughs> Like oh, out in front like, of the safe house. Oh, you mean like the most? I don't want to be mean again. But <laughs> they're very like, stereotypical goons. Like, yeah, they're they're so dumb. But the the one like guy is slobbish. like slobbish. Yeah. Oh, especially the guy eating. Yeah. <laughs> like he's eating. <laughs> he like takes a bite and he starts talking with his mouth full, and then she starts coming out of the house and they see her and they're like, "There she is!" and She's in the road, and he's got obviously even more food in his mouth. And they're like, "Has this man ever learned how to swallow?" <laughs> like it was, it was gross. That because I don't like people. You know, that's one of my big pet peeves. People talking with their mouthful, but uh, especially that was really bad. But then, okay, I have to talk about this scene because this is one of those instances where it really looks like the stunt person probably got hurt uh, <laughs> because they're chasing her down with their car. She's standing in oh, the middle of the road. This yeah. is a person who, according to her, her backstory, was LAPD, SWAT, and then she went on to work for the DEA. So she should know how to get out of the way of a moving car. But she just stands there, throws up her hands, and does the little the typical ah you know scream, gets hit yeah. by the car. Okay, so I want you to uh, imagine the letter C. Yes. Uh this As person. Cookie, yes. Yes, this person. Their face hits the windshield of this car. 
their body is bent backwards in a C shape. Like the feet were coming toward the head, uh, from the back way. And, uh, the, the thud that the face on the windshield made. This movie did not use, I noticed this during the fight scenes. They did not use a lot of like sound effects for the fights. It just sounded like actual people hitting people. Uh, like when they were using the gloves for to yeah, show what like, she's got. Um, you can kick. Yeah. Uh, I the thud that it made. I winced because that was the sound of a head hitting a windshield, and like I'm surprised they didn't like make a joke about that. But this, it feels very similar to some of the stuff in Light Blast uh, or. Uh, in Wonder Woman, when the yeah, guy gets clipped I was by the literally about to bring up if you didn't if you hadn't I was waiting to bring that up yeah I'm not kidding like in in Wonder Woman the 2015 release uh, believe it or not Wonder Woman was released seven years ago at this <sighs> time feel feel good about that um, but uh, there's a I think someone gets hit with a car they're they're filming the chasing in Manila yeah and someone gets hit with a car. And it doesn't look like it was staged. <laughs> it looks like someone actually got, got hit. Yeah. And they do mention that. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like someone actually got hit and they left it in the movie. And famously, a lot of the uh, the stunt people in Light Blast actually got hurt doing the stunts because they weren't uh, actually being that safe about it. But... Uh, yeah, that that particular shot, uh, it was not it was not great. No. Um, <laughs> so, but um, there's this greasy guy, and he goes to the prison. James O'Keefe. Yes, O'Keefe. And he's like, yeah, I don't remember what the what the big plan was. They're gonna go get her out of prison, and they're gonna go on some secret mission, and. The guy from before, Goomba McGoomberson, he um, <laughs> he uh, he arranges the kidnapping of her roommate that she's bonded with. Because that's, that's what they were. They weren't cellmates. They were roommates. Yeah. It's like th- this prison is more is more comically docile than the one in Shawshank Redemption. You know, minus <laughs> the rapes. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do so, make a joke uh, about that too, saying that security's been tightened down since the escape of Andrea Dufresne. Yeah, so um, so they go and they kidnap her cellmate, and when they're doing so, like the um, like the head, I don't want to call him a goon, but like or a sidekick or the henchman, like the head henchman, like the number one yeah. henchman of 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 Gucci Goomba. I don't I don't I remember his name. He doesn't need one. But uh, he is in the prison. I, I, so, like, he gets the warden to come in and get her out. But then he, like, electrocutes the warden, the warden they, and kills her? They shoot her. Uh, yeah. When, when, they're, when they're going in to get the roommate, <clears throat> he shoots the warden. Uh, and then the only two prison guards that uh Yeah, so the prison guards help him go in there. So, like, the warden had to have been in on it. There are, the, there are a number of things confusing about, about this scene. It's like, okay, why did they have to kill the warden? Why didn't they just pay her off? Okay? Yeah. And if they 
couldn't pay off because I think the warden does say that she's not on the take. It's like, okay, well, pay off the uh, pay off the guards. Yeah. Okay. You could you could have done that. You didn't need the warden to go in there with you to get <laughs> her cellmate because all the doors are open. Yeah. Yeah, they don't close like, any cells. They don't cells. lock these cells at all. Like, she was anybody... in solitary confinement. and Is that her... what it was? That's what it was supposed to be. It was her regular cell. <laughs> it looked like it. It was just a, a room. Uh, side anyway, note, so... side note: the guy who plays O'Keefe uh-huh. uh, was in Sunset Strip. Also riffed he was? by. Yeah. He was a guy named Jerry. Oh, well, I don't remember very much about Sunset Strip, except <laughs> for the... Highly muscled butts. What do I, highly muscled butts. That's right. <laughs> um, but no, it's just like, that scene didn't make any sense. They didn't have to kill the warden. All they had to do was pay off those... Most those of this movie actresses, didn't make any sense. Those, those horrible actresses pretending to be uh, 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 guards. Let's talk about their deaths for just a second like he shoots them and so now he's got like three bodies that are just like they're just not going to be taken care of they're just going to sit there and rot on the pr- prison floor yeah until somebody comes yeah until somebody notices um, which when will that be because those are the only two guards yeah but it's just like those the, those ladies are the worst actresses where did they get those actresses just, it's like oh no i've been shot well and they they both start dying at the same time yeah. Even though he clearly shoots one a couple times and then the other, but they yeah. both start dying at the same time. And it's all very... of the deaths in this movie are very bad. They're Yeah. They're like the kind of deaths you would do when you're kids and you're playing around and you're like, "Bang, I got you." And you're like, "Uh," and you fall down and act dead and kind of flop around a little bit. It's uh, birdemic level death acting it is uh one of the one of the women that gets murdered in this movie um after uh after gucci goomba guy has uh the roommate and she's tied up in like his living room and he's playing the piano and stuff uh yeah. he goes over and he he hits her in the face and then this other woman comes in and she's wearing just a nightshirt which yeah. it looks exactly like the same nightshirt that the main character had on after the tryst in the hotel room. Um, But uh, he's like, she's like, oh, Tommy, come back to bed. And and she kind of sees what's going on. And she's saying it all sweet and nice. And he's like, that's all right. Come on in. And she's like, oh, hell no. And, and the, his like number one enforcer guy just pulls out his gun and shoots her in the head. It just murders her. Yeah. And she falls down. That had to happen. And after she hits the floor, she arches her back up off the floor and then flops back down again. <laughs> like, like no, you would have been dead instantly, lady. <laughs> it's like... But it's just... Your body just would have crumpled to the floor. Sorry. It's... All of the deaths in this are bad. There's two railing kills. One, there's a guy standing up on top of a railing. Yeah. And then the in, other one is one a guy shot, yeah. behind the railing. He gets shot, and then when it cuts back, he's in front of the railing on the ledge. And falls yeah. off, but it's okay. it's awful. <laughs> I suppose we should talk about the weird, nonsensical heel turn at the end. Yeah, with uh, O'Keefe and yeah, O'Keefe. Uh, Tommy Stompanato's number one enforcer guy. Yeah, uh, they're both ex-military, 
they don't actually work for the government anymore. They're just doing their own thing. And uh, yeah, that's how it works. I mean, they're going to kill Tara and Josie. Are and, they getting funded by special interests? Like <laughs> the tobacco industry is, is are, I mean, are they funding their their bill? What's going on with that? Probably. Uh Tara gives a gun to Josie after she uh hits O'Keefe with this little folded up metal baton that she had in her pants. Uh the actual cargo in her cargo pants. Uh and uh <clears throat> she's like, if he moves, kill him. And Josie says, and they well, Josie doesn't say this, but they joke uh, because we learned earlier that Josie was in prison for killing her husband after she shot his dick off. Um, so she's and, not a good person. No. So they made a joke about about that. She's like, eh. I think it was Bill upset it. Uh, do you want me to shoot his dick off again? I just thought yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really good joke. Um, but then he like breathed or something and she's like ah you moved and then killed him <laughs> it's just like holy crap it's like yeah and then wow. they go down and they uh she fights uh tara fights the the head goomba dude uh ross hagan played by ross hagan um and uh his real name which they do bring up uh in this uh leland lando lily and that is actually his real name that's the uh, actor's name yeah, that's his real. That's Ross Hagen's real name, Leland Lando wow. Lilly. Uh, <laughs> so you know his parents were really big on alliteration, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but she she beats him up a little bit after she he she gets beat up after he slams her head into a pillar, and he's just yeah. like, "Ooh, that had to hurt." She turned around. She got a little dribble of blood coming out of her mouth, and she ends up she grabs him, holds her knife to his throat. And he's like, if you kill me now, that'll just be murder. And she's like, I can live with that. And she pulled the knife was... away from his throat and stabbed him in the back. <laughs> but Almost it's... like when she stabbed the other guy directly in his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably my favorite kill of the movie. Um, so they murder him. Josie comes down. They walk out. Uh, this car pulls in, and he's like, He's just like, uh, can I can I talk to uh, Mr. Stompanato? And they're like, yeah, he's inside. And he's like, oh, okay. And they're like, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm his lawyer. And they they look and, at each other and <laughs> they shoot him. <laughs> and they blow him away. Yeah. It's just like, well, I don't think you'll be able to get him off this time. And so they so like, oh, so there's not a problem. And they murder him. Why did they murder the lawyer? Like, what? what? Okay. And, and 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 that's how the movie ends. That's how the movie ends. They steal it's his like, car. Why? Oh, do and they? Like, okay. They're like, now what? And uh, Tara says, have you ever seen Thelma and Louise? And oh, they right, high yeah. five, and then they get in the car and drive away, and that's the end of the movie. And then yeah, we get well, the you, you uh, know how montage. Th- Thelma and Louise end. How Thelma and Louise ends. <laughs> they die. Yeah. Yeah, they drive off of a freaking cliff, man. Gina Davis and the other woman that was in that one, that movie that I don't remember. Uh, uh, Susan Sarandon, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, now I got to look. I'm very... not sure if I'm right. But yeah, that <laughs> they drive yeah, off Susan a cliff. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. So I mean, which is what these two deserve. <laughs> yes, they do I mean, for being in that murderers. movie. <sighs> yeah, they're just they're just straight up. Murderers. They're not great people. Yeah. No. <laughs> not heroes of the story, that's for sure. 
I mean, yes, they take down a, a gangster guy, but that's about it. Yeah. So what? I mean, like, <laughs> she, anyway, so I got nothing left to say about this. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I mean, it's a Fred Olin Ray film. Take from yeah. that what you will. <laughs> That's that's really all you need to say about it is that it's a Fred Olin Ray film. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good riff. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I uh, I enjoyed that part of it, but just like, you know, I'd be fine if they don't do any more of these. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling yeah, we I, probably will though. We'll yeah, get some I more. Know, I know. I know. But that's okay. We don't have to talk about that anymore because it's finally yeah. time for us to talk about. Oh no! Jack. Wait, wait, no, we no, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We no, can't. Jeremy. Oh, sorry, Josh. Would we you can't watch... talk about it? Jeremy, would you watch <laughs> this movie on Rift? I uh, no. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't. Me neither. I, I, All right. I wouldn't have even. I wouldn't have even watched it on Rift. Uh, you know, just as like, oh, this is going to be bad because uh, I I've. I've seen Dinosaur Island, so... Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, this is made by that guy? No, thanks. Like, nope, just nope out. Hard pass. Yeah. Would you watch anyway, this movie gonna... on Rift, Dave? Me? No, absolutely not. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, not not good. Definitely don't don't watch this one on Rift. I would watch it Rift at least once. Yeah, uh, I might because watch it's... it one more time. I don't know, but it's not like it's uh, you know, Oblivion or uh, Copper Mountain or yeah, <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not Copper Mountain. No, it's, no. it's um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it that. It's not Copper Mountain. <laughs> it's not it's it's not trashed here. Jim Carrey garbage. Yeah. But now, now we can talk. We can finally talk about about what Jack the Giant Killer. What the hell is that? <laughs> Jack the Giant Killer was the fifth Rift Tracks live show that they did ever. Do you, do you remember? Can you remember a time when there was only five Rift Tracks live shows? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> at the at the time, okay. This is this this is the main reason why I wanted to talk about this one. Uh, okay. It is a it is a great riff. Uh, the Jack the Giant Killer riff is great. Uh, it they had uh, what is nothing before it, uh, which is an outstanding short. Uh, but this was my first foray into riff tracks. It 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 was your gateway drug. Yes, it was it was the one that started it all. Uh, and I was uh, just talking to a guy at work at the place that I had just started working at. And uh, we started talking about Mystery Science Theater. And he was like, oh, have you ever heard of Rift Tracks? And I'm like, no, like, what's um, Rift Tracks? Oh, come on. And break. he's just he like. that to you. Yeah. You, and Jeremy I, Pluta. And I'm like, no, I, I've never heard of Rift Tracks. What is it? And uh, he's like, well, it's the guys from Mystery Science Theater from the sci-fi era and this is their new movie thing that they do it's he's like you can 
you know, you get the stuff online and you just watch it or whatever with a DVD that you have, or, you know, he went through the whole little spiel thing. And, yeah, the uh, whole spiel from 2006. Yeah. And then he's like, they have, uh, they do these live I shows. I got to for just a second. Yep. Keep, they do these talking, live shows and uh, they have one coming up next week. And I said, sweet, I'll go watch it with you. And it was Jack the Giant Killer. And I had no idea what to expect. Absolutely no idea what to expect. And uh, as Dave said, it was it was a gateway drug. Uh, I It literally changed my life over these past uh, almost 11 years now. Or, I mean, it's been... Has it been 11 years? I don't know. Because they're on year 16, I think, this year. Yes, it's been uh, 11 years. It was 2011. Yeah, so, so 11 years. Man, 11 years. That's ridiculous. Uh, but now... We're old, Jeremy. I mean, I, I don't know how often I got to bring this up until you accept it. But we're old now. We're not young men. <laughs> but now, you know, it's it's skyrocketed, skyrocketed me to uh, the place of number one Earth Tracks fan. Like, not true, but okay. I'm right there. <laughs> Right there all the way at the top. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it set me on this path that has, uh, driven my wife completely, uh, crazy. And, uh, as she said, corrupted my son because he likes watching, uh, all this Rift Track stuff with me. Not all uh-huh. of it, obviously. I'm not going to sit and watch, uh, Fugitive Rage with him or anything like that. Um, just because, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of inappropriate things in there. Yeah, um, he's not he, he's not ready for perfectly rounded fake <laughs> boobies. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So this and and as we said before, like this was a perfect show for me to to jump into Rift Tracks on because it was such a great such a great show, and um, I you know what I, I'm we're not going to get into details. But uh, currently, the live show is unavailable. If you don't have it purchased, uh, it is currently unavailable while they uh, work on uh, making some changes uh, similar yeah. to what they had to do with the uh, Manos live show uh, where they had yeah, to... Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's a little bit in there. That, had uh, to remove some things. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they get that done and get that back up. Uh, there, there is a studio version of the riff of Jack the Giant Killer, and it's it's all the same stuff, uh, but it's you know you don't get that same energy behind it that you do when you watch a live show. Uh, I've said this many times before. If I have a choice between watching uh, a live show version of a riff and the studio version of that riff, I'm going to watch the live show version. Um, yeah, as uh, as Josh says, if you if you already purchased it, you can you can still watch it through their site. You can re-download it, yeah, or, or whatever, um, because you you paid for it, so it's there. It's it's the same with any of the other ones that uh, if they get pulled off the site for a little bit uh, over rights issues or they have to edit something out or whatever because you, something you, that you, happened you, in the real world, you still world, have it, yeah, you still have it. Uh, it's you like for it. it's yours, yeah. It's like the riffs for the room. Uh, you should still have access to the original version of the Just the Jokes riff if you yeah, paid for it. Yeah, not the 2016, yeah. Uh, but now you can only buy yeah. the live the show script yeah. version, yeah. Um, which, 
I, I prefer that one, mostly because it doesn't have all of the uh, screaming from Disembodio in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jack the Giant Killer, uh, when that aired live, it was uh, preceded by the short What is Nothing, uh, which is a very trippy short. Uh, it's these two kids trying to figure out what nothing is. And if you've never seen it, you need to you need to you need to spend the dollar and pay for it. They have just the short available. Just watch it. I mean, yeah. they they talk about uh, nothing is what a blind person sees or what a deaf person hears, and uh, nothing is what's left after you eat all the cookies. And nothing is what's left after you die. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that really kicked off my interest in shorts too. Like. I went to the website as soon as I got home because they had the the code that you could put in to get the 10% off or whatever. I think there was a – I don't know if it was that one that they had a free short with. Um, Like with any purchase, they were giving away whatever this other short. I think it might have been that one, Um, but I don't don't remember. Uh, All I know is right after that, I went and I got uh, County Fair, Paper paper and I, uh, At Your Fingertips, Grasses. Uh, this is Hormel came out not too long ago or not too long after that. Uh, and it just set my feet on the path to now hosting the number one Riff Riff Tracks Tracks podcast, podcast in, the world. in the world. Yes. <laughs> uh, and Jack the Giant Killer, it, it still gets referenced all the time in other riffs. This is one of those ones. Like, they, they will constantly make reference to Birdemic, like they did in Fugitive Rage, uh, that the her collapsible metal rod is still a better actor than Rod than from Birdemic. Uh, they, uh, they bring up, obviously, Twilight riffs all the time. Uh, these guys were on the same Ghost team, House. Team Jacob. They, didn't, they just don't like that vampire kid. Uh, they're constantly bringing up Ghost House stuff, and they're constantly bringing up uh, Jack the Giant Killer stuff. Mostly uh, whenever a character shouts somebody's name over and over and over and over again. Uh, and uh, they talk about lowering the port colors. They they brought that up in uh, in the uh, Life in a Medieval Town. They brought up the whole port colors thing. Um, Cormoran! Yeah, Cormoran! And they bring Cormoran. all that all that stuff back up. And... Uh, Seize the bone. I think they brought that up one more time. Be right Seize there. The bone. Yeah. Um, um. I'll tell you how Jack the Giant Killer like affects my life. At least like within movie watching. Like like one of my favorite Rift Tracks villains is Pendragon. I think he's the best. Yes. Um. And uh, recently, like the other day, as in you know six years ago. <laughs> I finally found a movie they made us watch in middle school called Witness for the Prosecution. <laughs> and it's an Agatha Christie movie. And the prosecutor mm-hmm. in that case is the actor who played Pendragon. What? Yeah. And like I saw him and I was like, <gasps> Pendragon. <laughs> like that's that's how Tarn I know Thatcher. it. Yeah. So like anytime I see that dude, because he's in a lot of older movies. Um. Yeah, he was in uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Great Expectations from 1946. Yeah. I watched I, I, I watched a movie. I can't remember the name of it. 
I think it might have something to do with Bengals. I don't know, but it's it's about some war in India in the eighteen forties or fifties um, about the British occupation of India, uh, and he's in it. And I was watching this thing, and I was like, oh, Pendragon, <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of like this very serious war drama from the nineteenth century, and I'm like, oh, Pendragon. <laughs> nice. It's always fun when you can get pulled out of a scene completely by recognizing the actor playing somebody from something else. In Riff Tracks, yeah. Uh, but no, you no, must no. have been talking about Bengal Brigade from 1954. Yes, that's it. That's the one. I don't know why I'm watching movies like that. <laughs> that also uh, had Rock Hudson in it. Why? Why am I watching ben- Bengal Brigade or whatever it's called? <laughs> I I don't know. Were you like, like in the year flipping like channels the, and yeah, and like just like last, like no, I was watching it on the internet. I might have been watching it on Amazon. <laughs> I might have rented it. I don't know. I don't remember. Don't remember. But it was definitely in the past ten years. I don't know why anybody my age would be watching that, but I did, and I recognized Pendragon. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, Jack the Giant Killer centers around uh, Jack, of course. Uh, played by Kerwin Matthews, who was also in a ton of old movies like that. He was in uh, The Three Worlds of Gulliver. Uh, he was Gulliver. He was Sinbad in The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, which we just mentioned because it has uh, Pendragon in it. Uh, he was in some movie called The Boy Who Cried Werewolf. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Uh, he, uh, of course, was in Octoman. Yeah. He was? Yep. Wait, oh! Jack the Giant Killer was in Octoman. Yes, he was Dr. Rick Torres. Wow. Okay, cool. And <laughs> he was also in... A movie that I have that uh, that nobody that I've ever talked to has ever heard of, uh, called The Killer Likes Candy. Um, I've never heard of it. I own this on DVD. It's about a. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> it's about this assassin uh, who has to kill the uh, king of Kafiristan. Uh, he's an ex-Nazi. He's an ex-Nazi assassin, uh, and his. His weakness is his sweet tooth. He loves candy so much, and he always leaves candy wrappers at the scene of every crime. And uh, that that so, sounds like very sloppy criminal murdering. So Kerwin Matthews has to hunt him down uh, and stop him. Uh, and it's got some some wonderfully cheesy uh, fight choreography. It's got this super jazzy soundtrack, like. It's very much a uh, movie from the late 60s in that aspect. Uh, but that's that's kind of interesting. I forgot he was the main character in that. Um, as as one is wont to, uh, apparently. Yeah. <clears throat> um, where was I? I don't think anybody from My this movie is, is still alive. I think everybody in this movie is dead. Ooh, that's a fun game. <laughs> like, I think probably the only one who could possibly still be alive is the kid. Or maybe the monkey, but <laughs> um, uh, what was the, what was the kid's name? Do we remember? I don't know. Boy, <laughs> um, 
child actor and bit player Monty O'Grady. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. See, there you go. He, that's, he, that's gotta be him. he died in the year 2000 at 84. Oh, oh wow. Wait. So I don't think that was, was him. A, <laughs> no, I was about to say, that math does not add up. Uh, I don't. Peter? Was Peter the kid? Maybe. Because that guy's still alive. Is he? Uh, what, what year was he born? Uh, he was born in 1949, so that's okay, still that's not probably. Real. No, no. Because this movie came 15. out in '62. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, that guy's still alive. <laughs> okay, so I was wrong. Like this is not one of those things where everyone in it is. I'm pretty sure everybody in Reefer Madness is dead. Yeah, I should get points for that. <laughs> I mean, all of the main characters in this movie are dead. Oh yeah, I mean yeah the kid the kid guy's still alive 1949, uh, and uh, let's see, I don't know. Apparently, the very last memo that Walt Disney wrote was uh, in reference to the guy who played the kid, Roger Mobley, who was in a lot of Disney serials. Apparently, oh, very interesting. Yeah, he was in the Kid Who Knew Too Much. He was a police. Officer in 1980. <laughs> oh. A kid who knew too much. Dragnet. You want to hear a funny story about Dragnet? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you said it, so now you got to hear it. This yeah. is funny thing I know about Dragnet is that the reason all the like all the the uh, like you know how they would go like arrest a bunch of hippies, but they'd all have like short hair and stuff, <laughs> is that the studio wouldn't hire actual hippies. They like so. Um, not to sound like, uh, you know, some kind of like sleazy political thing today at the risk of sounding that way. <laughs> they would just go and they would hire a bunch of feds to come in and play these like these like ruffian drug hippie types. And Hello there, fellow children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Uh. Oh, man. This... This is well worth your watch, guys. Like, okay, 1962 fantasy adventure movie. I mean, it's not... It's got some if, decent stop motions. Yeah, it's not the worst movie you're going to watch, especially from Rift Tracks. Yeah, uh, this is back in the day the when Rift Tracks riffed good movies as well. They don't really do that anymore. I kind of <laughs> miss haven't, that. They, they haven't recently anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, all the movies they've been riffing have been trash lately. Yeah, so. uh, but this was one that's not like an awful movie. It just lends itself well to the riffing. It's yeah. I mean, you can you can make jokes about stuff and not just be mocking, you know, something bad about it, like the people, uh, you know, or or their acting or whatever. As proof of this, because it's not a terrible movie. Uh, this was this is would be a fun one to watch. On its own. With your kids. Um, and I have seen this one on its own uh, before and since. So it's like the seventh so the seventh voyage, the seventh voyage of Sinbad. Voyage. I enjoyed that movie for what it was. I mean, it's not great, but it's not horrible. It's just a fun, entertaining popcorn flick. And this is actually a decent popcorn flick. So at least it's got that going for it. Yeah. 
And it's uh, it's very this is this is one of their things, you know, they say that they always try and make at least their live shows uh more more friendly towards families. Obviously yeah. Hobgoblins was hard for them to do that with. Yeah. Uh because the overall uh theme of that the movie theme is, is just skis. like yeah, is yeah, um, it's but this is the perfect example of that. Like between this and uh, you know, Santa Claus conquers the Martians and uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. You know, it's all stuff that you can watch. They here as as a family, as a family, as a, as a family, and not I don't just have with your one of those. I don't gotta family. worry about it. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, no. This is for for me. This is Cornerstone Rift Tracks. Yeah, and this is like yeah. So, I mean, if for me personally, it is. But also, just if you look at it uh, from an objective perspective, this is one of the ones that this is very essential watching. Oh yeah, for riff tracks. <sighs> I agree. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now stop. the the. The podcast has come to a full stop. These are the yeah. type of things that, that we used yeah, to we would edit out. cut out. Like, but yeah. now it's like, yeah, I uh, I went for you to say something. I run out of stuff to say. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I don't think I have really much more to say about this movie. Um, about the riff of it. And let's see what time is that? Oh yeah, quarter after one. <clears throat> this is a, this is uh, I think this has been a pretty successful start to the new season. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about Book of Boba Fett? Or do you want to wait? Uh, we can we do can our wait favorite on that. Thing and push it, push it, push yeah. it. That'll be our new thing to push out of here. Yeah, we're gonna push it. Fett. Yeah, we're gonna say well, it's like well, we were gonna talk about Book of Boba Fett. Sorry, uh, Josh. But, uh, I know you. I know you watched all three episodes to catch up, so you'd be up to speed when we talk about it. But... He did. Yes, he did. That's what he told me. <laughs> <was>. <laughs> Jokes on him. He should have known better. <laughs> he of all uh, people should have known better. Uh, next week. We do have, uh, or at least I have, I have a plan, and I kind of mentioned this today, literally minutes before we went live. Um, oh yeah, because he said something that I didn't remember, and obs- from a, from an obscure riff from eight years ago. Yeah, uh, and I kind of want to talk about this because these were uh, outstanding. It's an outstanding collection, um, but they did uh, for April Fool's Day was the first set. Um, in 2014. In 2014. Uh, they called it Total Riff Off. And uh, if you haven't seen any of these, this was uh, National Geographic. Uh, they did three different um, episodes of National Geographic shows. Uh, I got to I gotta bring it up real quick here. Um, but they did... Uh, I think the first one was one of the animals behaving badly or something. Uh, let's see. Total riff off. Uh, the yeah, first one was like six of them, yeah. Killer Shrimp and Friends. Uh, and the uh, the second episode we got is probably one of the uh, most well-known out of these. Uh, and that is uh, from Man vs. Monster, the Demon yeah. Bat episode. Uh, where yeah, he's it's Richard Terry and he's hunting for the Mapungiri and uh that's classic Rift tracks right there. Um I remember when it was brand new Rift Tracks. Now it's classic Rift Tracks. <laughs> uh and then they did a guy and his goose, <laughs> which uh was very interesting. 
about a man who loves a goose um, and lives with the goose in his house <laughs> or yeah. lived because I'm sure the goose is long dead by now. But yeah. uh, then we got uh, another man versus monster episode uh, and an episode of animals behaving badly. And those were December of 2015, I think. Yeah, I believe it was the following year they did those two. Um, yeah. Yes, it was in December. And the man versus monster, uh, that one, he was looking for the uh, the Mekong flesh eater. Uh, that yeah. was the one where we got uh, thick brown soup from, uh, from when he jumped in the river or was going to jump in the river. Uh, and then uh, animals behaving badly was very interesting, and it has some very disturbing things in it. Uh, not unlike the tale from This Is Hormel. Um, <laughs> and know. then, uh, and then they did one final episode. It was another man versus monster. It was Richard Terry off hunting for the Brazilian Bigfoot, and it was, it was, it was a sloth. <laughs> Spoiler alert: <laughs> It was a sloth. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those, uh, next episode next week. And I'm, I'm excited for this cause it's been a long time since I've watched the total riff off episodes. And, uh, I know I absolutely loved them aside from as Josh, uh, posted the elephant birth scene and, uh, oh, the scene with the rat, uh, eating, eating its babies. See, I don't remember any of this, so I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have to watch them again. So that's your homework, guys. Okay. Uh, watch these six total riff-off episodes. Uh, if you have friends, they are all available, uh, it looks like, to friends members. Uh, yes, friends for that one. Yeah, all of them are available to uh, friends members. So if you have that and you don't own these, you can watch them all on there. Uh, or you can just go purchase them for like five dollars a piece, I think it is. Uh, yeah, four ninety nine, and uh, check them out. They are well worth your time, and we'll have plenty to discuss when we get talking about these next week. And then, of course, uh, if there's a new uh, riff on Friday, uh, we'll probably be talking about that as well. But yeah, I think definitely. that's going to wrap things up for today. If you enjoy the podcast, you can uh, support us by either uh, subscribing right here on Twitch or you can head to patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast and uh, you can uh, become a patron over there. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. And uh, if you want to follow me and my idiocy, you can find me on Twitter uh, at PB and awesome. Uh, and I'm Dave. You can check me out at DaveChadwick.info where you can get all my books, uh, Monkey and Novel, plus all the rest. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter at DChadwickAuthor. And that's going to wrap things up for us today. Uh, make sure you come back next week. Uh, it looks like... It'll be next Monday. It'll either be Monday or Tuesday next week. I'll post it uh, on the Patreon and on the Twitter uh, as soon as I get my schedule. But I think it's one of those two days uh, that we will be back. And we'll see you guys then. 
All right, see you. Rock to you and I.